Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch. In the studio, as always, across from the great LZ. Yo. What's going on this week? Man, enjoying life. It's finally spring slash summer. I feel like here in uh, North Georgia, we went from winter straight to summer. I don't feel like we had much of a spring. We have that yellow snow going on. Uh, you know, they say don't don't eat yellow snow. Well, in the South, you don't snort it either. Buddy, I'm going to tell you what he's referring to. If you're not from the South, you don't know what he's talking about because, let's face it, LZ does um, t- sometimes use words that make no sense. Um <laughs> It's He's true. talking about the pollen, and in the southeast, buddy, it's bad. Bad. You know it's bad when you can drive down the road and have your air conditioner on with recirculate and pollen still getting in your car. It's so bad. Yesterday, <laughs> I was walking down the sidewalk, covered in pollen. Somebody thought I was Big Bird. How bad is it, Landon? It's, it's, I'll tell you this. It's so bad that I think alone I've kept Dollar General in business with their, their sinus Daytime, nighttime stuff. It's bad. You buy medicine at the dollar store? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Well, what's, on to, on what's to so the, funny about that? It's the look you gave. Hey, by the way, speaking of look, all of our listeners be looking our YouTube channel. We've launched it. We got a few videos up there, but we are going to start showing you our faces on these podcasts. So, that's my two cents for looking. Heaven help us. You're going to start seeing the faces that go with the voices. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's beautiful myself. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, this week we got some stuff to talk about. We're going to, we're going to actually do a little bit of a different thing this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little what different are, thing. What are we doing? Well, while we were in Vegas, you know, we got to sit down with the great Aaron Pino. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll tell you this, um, his brother, Rick, and Roman, if you guys are listening to this, you are lucky that Aaron's your brother. He's a good dude. Bro, Rick and Roman are not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we should send it to them. <laughs> Aaron is the great, though. I'll tell you, I was you know, on a conversation uh, with a friend of ours earlier, and I was telling him you know, that when we tried to sit down with Aaron the first time, it's when you had the call about the accident at your house. Right, that, which everything's okay about. Yeah, that. everything's good. But um, And so we... He and I got to sit and really conversate for about an hour while you were taking care of business. Sure. And I really got to see his heart. And I told him, I'm like, you know, um, Rick and I have crossed paths a few times and um, I'm just not the guy to kind of pull myself to with somebody else aside. I said, so I'm glad I got to meet out of all the Pinos, you first. And he's yeah. like, you met the best one first. Yeah. Aaron's, <laughs> a, Aaron's a treasure. And for those of you that don't know Aaron, Aaron and his wife, uh, Aaron actually grew up in La- the Las Vegas yeah. area. That's where yeah. the Pino family is from. Uh, but for a number of years, have been in ministry, kind of in different places across the country. He's going to talk about some of that in the uh, in the uh, interview that we have coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, but in 2017, he and his wife were called to Las Vegas very specifically to launch a church. And so, what we talk about in this clip uh, is just all the difficulties uh, that they faced and and how God has come through in such a powerful way for them in this church plan in Las Vegas. I mean, the idea of being called to Las Vegas, uh, I think to, to most Christians is like being called to Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, it's, it's like, oh, yeah. why would you go to Vegas? Yeah. And I love, I love Aaron's heart for, for the city. And I love his perspective that he shares uh, in this interview. And I think it's really great. Oh yeah. And, and keep in mind while you're listening to this guy speak, um, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't set out to go to Las Vegas. 
he had other plans and I don't, I don't know how much he goes into detail, you know, um, over the next few minutes, uh, there might be some things that, that are said that I've missed, but guys really sit back and think this guy is on a mission to change the name of his city from sin city mm-hmm. to the city of lights, which That's is right. also called, he believes in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, without further ado, here we go. The great, uh, Aaron Pino, this was recorded live at Alter Men's Conference in Las Vegas in early April 2022, uh, and we're recording it in the uh, green room, and so it'll sound a bit like a coffee shop. You'll hear some noise in the background, but, uh, you know, take a listen, and uh, we'll see you at the end. And here in Vegas, man, you know, once you get off the strip, I mean, the world comes here to to do all kinds of foolishness. Sure. I mean, sure, it's known around the world. But you get outside of Vegas, uh, outside of the Strip, you have families, you have parks, you have schools, you have communities. Um, and most of the people work in the casinos. So they're in the middle of the craziness. Right. But they need Jesus too, man. Right. So sure. Vegas is ripe. I believe the world is ripe. Amen. There is no place too hard for God. And the reality is that every place is easy for him. Amen. And until we view it as such, we're never going to do the work that's at hand. Wow. You know, I read something a couple of weeks ago. Actually, what it was, it was in that article um, that was written about more Lord when we were in Dallas last year. But one, uh, one of the ladies, I, she, he had quoted her in the bottom, and she said that charismatic people have a certain way of being able to put things that are hard to understand in a very short, concise, talking Phrase. about our shirts. Phrase. Phrases. Yeah. And the way you said you can kick the tree and the fruit will fall off, that was one of those things. But... I don't so much believe how she said it. I believe it's those that are sensitive to the voice of the spirit, the voice of the Lord can hear and be able to explain things in a way that most people can't understand. But with that, how much of your worship, the heart of your worship has played into what you're doing here in, in, in Vegas? Uh, yeah. Worship is a huge thing. <clears throat> you know, whenever we were planting the church, I went to the church planting schools, Yeah. you know, this is how you do it. They tell you just run the play, run the play, run the play. And, you know, you run the plate like this and you're going to get those results. And I remember I was driving here in Las Vegas off of the, uh, the 95 and Decatur. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Aaron, I want you to build according to your strengths. And I said to myself, Lord, are you, you got it wrong, Lord. This is, Lord, you got the word of the Lord wrong. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> whenever he doesn't, you know, yeah. that's my mind. Well, that's, I, not, that's not God. Yeah, no, that, like, come on, I've, I've gone to school, Lord. Yeah, right. And he said it again, build according to your strengths. And I said, okay, God, what are my strengths? And he said, prayer, worship, and family. And he began to remind me, I've known this being part of the worship movement. You know, obviously I said this earlier, Rick's my brother. He's, you know, spearheading the worship movement. We're, We're connected with a lot of people in the worship movement. And in the worship movement, you know, one of the things we like to say is heaven is preceded by a sound. Right. You know, release sure. the sound and release heaven. You know, we get that stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's great for like how we're in now, like conferences. It's like, yeah. come on, lift up a shout. And yeah, yeah. like, ah. Yeah. But whenever you're living day to day, you can kind of forget those things. Sure. You know? Sure. Like heaven's preceded by a sound, but I got bills to pay. I got a family to raise. And right. so. And one voice doesn't sound as mighty as a thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but God began to remind me like, Aaron, like the sound that I've placed on the inside of you has been made for where I have called you. Wow. And so you need to release your sound where you're at. So worship has played a big role in what we're doing. And so 
rather than doing like what our schools of, of church planning has told us to do, where you just, you know, and I could tell you how to do that. We switched up our entire strategy and we had monthly nights of worship. Yeah. And we just went for broke, man. We prophesied, prayed in tongues, laid hands on people to get healed, saw it all happen. Yeah. Then afterwards we said, hey, you like what you, what you see? Come talk to us afterwards because we're starting a church. And so worship has really helped us spearhead not just the launch of the church, but also in cultivating that um, culture in our church as well. Um, the reality is, is people do not need another program. People do not need another process. What people need is the presence and the power yeah. of Almighty God. That's right. And so we are creating a space in our, in our local body here, in our house, that hosts the manifest presence of God. Wow. Come on. Uh, yeah, and I could go on for days for that. But anyway, that's how our that's how worship plays a role in what we're doing. That's so good, man. So good. You know, one more thing I want you to expound on. You were talking earlier about when you guys showed up, you showed up in the middle of the pandemic. Yep. And nobody wanted to give you yep. space. Can you kind of talk about that encounter you had with that dream and how kind of that, that, that kind of came to fruition? Is that something we can talk about? Yeah. I mean, how much time you got for the podcast? You know what I'm saying? This we'll make time for the man of God. <laughs> if you can, that was just something really cool I want you to unpack if you have time. Yeah. So we, we moved out here in the middle of the pa- pandemic. Um, and whenever we did, no one wanted to rent to us. The schools are closed. The YMCA's are closed. You know, in church planning school, they tell you, like, find a high school, find something like sure. that that'll let you in. And nobody wanted to let us in. And I mean, this is Vegas. So I even approached casinos to let us in and they wouldn't let us in. Um, I love the story you told yesterday about the casino that said, we have a room that'll seat 5,000. Yeah. You can use it. But yeah. But you can only put 50 people in it. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the most ridiculous thing ever. And they were going to charge us the same rate. They, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was like, no, we can't do that. But um, all right. The story of how we got here. So whenever I was and there's a backstory to, to the story. That way I can kind of give a little bit of credibility, hopefully to myself, where you don't think I'm a kook or a spook or, you know, when, whatever you want nope. to call it. You know what I'm I mean? I'm with you. We love kooky people. Yep. Yeah, I do too. But sometimes people are like, man, that dude is weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So um, whenever I was 19 years old, I had an angelic uh, visitation. And I won't go into all the details about that, but whenever I did, God began to speak to me uh, a lot in dreams, you know, obviously he speaks to us through his word, um, through impressions, through different ways, you know, prophetic words, you, you know, you understand that, but he began to speak to me in dreams. And so six years ago, um, God spoke to me in a dream to come back to Vegas. And the way he did that is I'm dreaming and I'm standing in the parking lot of the pastor of the church that my parents went to whenever I was a little boy. Um, and I'm standing in the parking lot and he hands me a set of keys, which I know you're the JR's the doorkeeper, has a big old ring on his necklace, right? You know, a big old key on his necklace. Um, He hands me a a set of keys, and in the dream, he says, the whole thing is open. And he does like his hand, like Vanna White, whenever he does that, I see the sky, and the sky's a night sky, and there's just stars filling the sky, kind of like an Abraham thing. Mm. Um, And in that dream, too, the scene changes, and I'm sitting like a fly on the wall in a meeting with uh, a pastor here in Vegas, and they had shut their church down, like closed their church. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. And whenever I woke up, I told my wife, because I knew the impression that the, that the Lord was telling me, I told my wife, I said, I think God's calling us to Vegas. And uh, 
She said, listen, you better keep on praying, big boy. <laughs> you better keep on praying. I don't know if that's the Lord or, or, or what, but you better pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And uh, the reason being is because, you know, my, my wife loves me. She knows I hear the Lord, but we were very comfortable. Um, just had our, our daughter or right around the, the time of having our, our daughter. We lived 10 minutes down the road from our family. I mean, right. we were very comfortable. Uh, but through the course of time, uh, yeah, it was like six years and we walked through the process and I couldn't even say the word loss without my wife saying, listen, man, don't say the next word. Don't say, don't say that V word because, because <laughs> it's not time. And, uh, yeah, so we landed up in Chicago. We were on staff at a church, amazing church there in the Chicagoland area. Uh, that's a story in all and of itself. But, uh, while we were there, I wanted to be faithful with my assignment there. So I didn't talk about Vegas, pray about Vegas, didn't say Vegas, you know, and uh, two years into that, God began to bring Vegas back up in my heart and in my mind and just over, over and over. And I'm like, Lord, what in the world, man? I got to be faithful here. And I can't be talking about Vegas and praying about Vegas and all this other stuff. So um, long story short, I had a conversation with my pastor and he said, you need to get out to Vegas and just see if this is the right timing. Right timing. Let me give you guys a side note, okay, for the audience. Timing is the key to the it breakthrough. Yeah, Say we, that again, we, bro. We, we talked about that a lot on here. Yeah. yeah, timing is the key to the breakthrough. Yes. And so anyway, we came out here in Las Vegas. I got a meeting with the pastor that was in my dream. Uh, <clears throat> and I didn't know at the time that he was kind of uh, a high up in the, in the, uh, the, do- the no- denomination that he was in. And he told me, I sat across the table from him, and he goes, why why you meet with me, son? And I said, well, pastor, we're, we're praying about coming out here to Vegas and starting a church. And he said, listen, I sit across the table from many young guys and couples just like you, full of faith, full of vision. Uh, but every single one of them have closed their doors. And this is what he said. And, and he's my pastor now. We joke about this. But he told me, he said, I highly recommend you don't come to Vegas. <laughs> I highly recommend you don't uproot your family and leave that nice position you have in Chicago to come out here. But if God is calling you to Las Vegas, come on in. The whole thing is open. Same words from the dream, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how, we, how did you respond in that moment? Did you about fall out of your chair? Well, the, here's the reality. I forgot about the dream. I knew wow. God had spoke to me the dream. And so I go away from that meeting and I'm like, I feel horrible. Yeah. Cause I'm like, man, what in the world? Like yeah. this dude, I thought this guy was going to like hand me the keys in. to his yeah. church, you yeah. know? And I'm like, man, what's up? Yeah. And, um, uh, on the drive back, I told my wife, well, my wife asked me, she said, how do you feel? And I told her, I said, you know, I don't feel anything. I don't feel a check in my spirit. I don't feel peace. But I know that I know that I know that I know if we don't come to Las Vegas, we're going to miss out what God has for our lives, our kids' lives, and countless people in this valley. And so I said, we have to come here. And so we went back to Chicago. I talked to my pastor and we had the entire plan laid out, man. Uh, you know, we have fr- many friends around the country. We're going to travel, do ministry, worship, preaching. And man, I busted my tail, y'all. And I mean, I got that thing booked from, from March all the way to the end of October. Took me, man. I mean, come on now. I mean, I have friends, but sometimes they just want to shut the door on the man of God. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're welcome until you show up. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and so anyway, um, we left... Uh, uh, the second week of February of 2020, I was in Austin, Texas. And then after that, I went to Jose, uh, San Jose, California. Yep. 
I came back from San Jose to Chicago and the world had shut down. And, wow. you know, I'm a man of God, but I'm still a man. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there in my, my living room in Chicago. Yeah. The world's shutting down. We don't have a job anymore. And our plan goes out the door. Yeah. And I asked my wife, have and we, I'm scared. You're like, not, we've missed it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. Sure. Scared. And I looked at my wife and I said, what are we going to do? And she said, listen to me. Call our realtor because we're putting the house in the market when we move to Vegas. Come on. And so in the middle of the global pandemic. Thank, thank God man, for godly wives. Right? I'm yeah, telling you what, Amen. man. My, my wife is a woman of God. Amen. I mean, you know. And uh, we moved out in the middle of the pandemic, man. We launched the church. And God, God is on the move in Vegas, man. Yes. Uh, we're here at the, at the altar conference. I mean, there's, you know. Anywhere from like five to 10,000 guys here rocking right. and rolling for Jesus. Yeah, incredible. In the middle of Las Vegas, yes. bro. Yes. I'm telling you, God is releasing his glory Amen. in the darkest places on the face of the earth. Yeah. And it's time for us to recognize that and step into what God has called us to. Amen. And two, I want to tell you, we talked about Sin City. But what's the other nickname for this city? You tell me. The City There's, of Lights. The City of Lights, man. And so, you know, you got to hang on to the things. Words are words that are of men. But I, when you start to speak what you just spoke, you're, de- you're not just saying what you think Las Vegas can be. You're declaring what heaven says yeah. Las Vegas is. Well, mm-hmm. dude, Revelation says that they're going to uh, you know, there's a testimony in heaven where, where the angels are coming around. And, and, you know, this whole scene of the four living creatures, 24 hours, and they declare that the, that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. Right. So, dude, the kingdom of Las Vegas, Nevada, yes. the yeah. kingdom of Dalton, Georgia, and Chattanooga, Tennessee, right. these kingdoms of this world right. have become, not going to happen, yeah. they already are. That's right. it. Have become the kingdoms of our God. And so it's our job as the children of God Right. To enforce our kingdom in the earth Amen. at all costs. Amen. Yep, I'm with you. Wow. Anyway. Something I like to declare over Dalton out of Revelation when it says that it's the city, the, the gates never close. It needs no sun or moon because the lamb is the light of the city. Amen. And I agree with you and I declare over, over Vegas, over La, Las Vegas, Nevada, that this city is the same. It's a holy city. Mm-hmm. It's a city of priests prophets and kings that's right yeah man and i just want to say this for whoever's listening because i don't know what what your audience base is i don't know where they're at but look if god has put it in your heart to come to las vegas come on yeah come on come on what did i know i know mason's across the table he's talking about that man come on yeah come on like if you want to come to vegas and you want to and you want to rock with us or you want to rock I'll, i'll support you man We'll connect. I mean, Vegas is ripe. How do people find you? They, are you on social media? Is that the best way to reach yeah, out? They, they can reach out. Um, Messenger or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, my, I think my Instagram is the Aaron Pino. Yeah, it I, is. You know, got to put that the up there. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, well, uh, I'm, I'm at real J.R. Fitch. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, it's kind of Trumpy. It's kind of Trumpy. <laughs> at real J.R. Fitch. <laughs> yeah, so they, 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 that's nice. I like that. So they can reach out to me personally or okay. if they want to follow our church, it's Overflow Vegas. Oh, awesome. Man, yep. I love that name. Yeah, man. Aaron, Aaron Pino. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to be on with us, bro. Yeah, thanks for having it's me. It's a man. true honor for me. I'm honored that you take the time in the midst of this. You're the MC of this whole thing this week, and so it means a lot that you hey, take a few the, minutes. The honor's on my man. Awesome. Appreciate bro. you guys. Thank you for being here.